It's lights out, and away we go. Hamilton gets away well from Valtteri Bottas. Kimi Raikkonen now slipstreaming behind Bottas, trying to attack him. Great scrap between Hartley and Magnussen. Hamilton leads into turn one. Raikkonen hasn't gained that place. Bottas is second, Raikkonen, and then comes Sebastian Vettel. Max Verstappen comes after that, after making up a couple of places at the start. Is Vettel going to challenge Raikkonen going around the outside at turn two? Yes, he is. He's got great momentum going around there. But Valtteri Bottas hangs on to second place. Kimi Raikkonen down to fourth. And now with DRS, he's got a chance and surely he's going to have to go for it. Bottas covers the inside, Vettel goes round the outside, now switches to try and make the move down towards turn two. And Bottas is struggling for grip and Sebastian Vettel seized his moment and the opportunity has come. Oh, oh they touched! He wasn't quite far enough ahead and Sir Valtteri Bottas and as he tried to close the gap, Bottas went into the back of Vettel. Oh, they touched! That is not how I think you had it panning out. And whilst the stewards are noting the Vettel and Bottas incident, I wonder if they're going to note that incident as well. He has won five times in Hungary before. It's a sixth win and a Hungarian Grand Prix for Lewis Hamilton, who extends his championship lead this afternoon over Sebastian Vettel. A frustrating afternoon for him. Ferrari will have two cars on the podium in Hungary for the second year running. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day everybody and welcome to episode 13 of the Q3 podcast. This is the Hungarian Grand Prix review and a mid-season review of the Formula 1 season 2018 as it has been so far. I'm Ben Pascuzzi. I am joined by James Worth as always. Hello. James, how are we? I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. That's good. That's, that's good to hear. Good race though, wasn't it? Quality. Quality. Fantastic. One of my mates was at, um, was at the Grand Prix. Which I was mm-hmm. quite impressed about when he told me. He was like, oh, yeah. It was literally three weeks ago. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the Hungarian Grand Prix. I'm like, since when? Mm. He's like, oh, I booked my flights like yesterday. Well, there you go. So, Speaking of that, let's get straight stuck into the race recap. Meow. Alrighty, so we're going to go through the top ten finishes as we always do. So in first, we had Lewis Hamilton. Uh, second, Vettel. Third, Kimi Raikkonen. Fourth, our boy, Danny Ricciardo. Fifth, uh, Valtieri Bottas. Sixth, the Toro Rosso, Pierre Gasly, uh, which is a surprise to see him that high up um, in the finishing places. And seventh, we had Kevin Magnussen. Uh, eighth, Alonso. Ninth, Carlos Sainz Jr. And tenth, Roman Grosjean. So my prediction didn't really go to plan with Grosjean coming fourth. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, so in terms of the race, it was fairly stock standard at the front. Lewis Hamilton led from go to woe. He led from start to finish and he won the race, a whopping 17 seconds clear of his nearest rival, which was Sebastian Vettel. And then, of course, the Ferrari and Kimi Raikkonen finishing in third. Valtteri Bottas was in second place for the majority of the race until it came to around five laps to go when Sebastian Vettel on fresher tyres came right up on him and passed him and they collided. They collided, I believe it was on turn three, I think it was. Um, Vettel, Bottas going for a corner which wasn't really open and then I guess you could argue Vettel cut him off. But anyway, 
Bottas got front wing damage, and as a result, he lost another place to Kimi Raikkonen, who came through. And then, of course, Danny Ricciardo was coming through as well. Just quickly on that incident with Vettel and Bottas, it was deemed a racing incident, so there was no suspensions or no penalties for that. Then, of course, as I said before, Danny Ricciardo was coming up on Valtteri Bottas. He went to pass him around the outside, and because Bottas had uh, front wing damage from that incident with Sebastian Vettel, he locked up his front left tyre and went straight into Danny Rick, and they collided. With That was with three laps to go, and then with two laps to go, Danny Ricciardo was able to overtake him anyway. Gave him a little, uh, a little bit of a traditional Australian uh, sign on the way through, which was the bird, a flip of the rude finger. As he went by to say, thank you very much for making that harder than what it should have been. But anyway, Danny Ricciardo finished fourth. Valtteri Bottas slipped all the way from second to fifth in the matter of, I believe it was five laps. So disappointing for Valtteri Bottas. Pierre Gasly, fantastic start, continued on from his qualifying and was able to finish in sixth place, the best of the rest. Magnussen did what he had to do. He did a incredible defending on uh, Danny Ricciardo, making it really hard, forcing Danny Ricciardo to go around him earlier in the race. So that was fantastic from him. And then, of course, Fernando Alonso in eighth I mean, driving that McLaren, absolutely fantastic. But Not bad. I, just, I just want to get to some of the disappointments from the race, of course. Max yep. Verstappen, unfortunately, the Red Bull engine, uh, this will, will, we will talk about this later on, but it was very disappointing. He did have a very expletive, riddled, uh, I guess, exchange on the radio mm-hmm. to the team boss. And Charles Leclerc, again, didn't finish. That's disappointing. He retired on the first lap. And Soffel Van Dorn, 49th lap, he went out. I should mention Max Verstappen retired on the fifth lap. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get to the talking points, which occurred from this Hungarian Grand Prix. Okay, so first off, in an interview, uh, Toto, no, what's her name? The um, the the chick, Natalie, is it Pittman? I think it is. Yeah. From... The girl from Sky Sports, yeah, the yeah. interviewer. She interviewed... No, it's Pinkham. I think it's Pinkham, okay. not Pittman. Anyway, she interviewed Valtteri Bottas immediately after the race. This was on the Sky Sports F1 coverage. And she basically said that Toto oh, yeah, has this. commended you. You were an incredible wingman for Lewis yeah, to that, the race or whatever. Man, that's... Uh... Now, Valtteri <laughs> came back and b- oh, bite You don't back, say that. And he said, well, firstly, uh, wingman is a bit harsh. Now, I'll get the audio No, he, he said it was like hurtful, didn't he? Whatever, like it hurts. Yes, it hurts. He didn't like it. No. Now, poor man. What do we think about this? <laughs> I mean, you, you don't say that to an F1 driver who's just finished a race, right? He's pretty, like, you know, spent. He's pretty tired. And then the first thing you slap at him is just, oh, you're a great wingman. Like, mm. of course, yeah, we get that he's living in the shadow of Hamilton. You know, it, it's blatantly obvious. But you don't need to state the obvious to a person who's living it. Mm. Like, come on, man, or come on, woman, or whatever it is. Come on, you just gotta, you gotta be more aware of your surroundings, more aware of the timing of it. Yeah, maybe in the press conference afterwards, like you know, sitting down, he's just recuperated from the race and that sort of stuff. But don't say it just straight off the bat. Yeah, like, I ugh. think I don't like. It's true. He's essentially a wingman for Lewis Hamilton. Whether or not I think it should be like that. I don't know. I mean, at Ferrari, it's the same thing, that Kimi Raikkonen is the wingman for Sebastian Vettel. But I just think it's very interesting that he, Toto Wolff, had a slip of the tongue and said it. 
Like, usually teams are pretty uh, tight-lipped about that sort of stuff and trying to, I guess, get the talk away from their clear favouritism to one particular driver of that team, which in this case for Mercedes, that driver is Lewis Hamilton. So it is very interesting, um, but I completely agree with Valtteri Bottas's approach on this. I mean, you don't want to be called a wingman, do you? In any sport, of course you don't. Formula I mean, that's the two driver sports. So. That's like an insult at its finest. It is, and it does hurt. So I feel sorry for Valtteri, but at the end of the day, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, it does. unfortunately. <laughs> All right, sorry, isn't it? sorry, not sorry, sorry, not sorry. Another talking point: the Red Bull Renault divorce reached a new high on the weekend. Max Verstappen, yet another retirement. Is this like his fourth, I want to say, his retirement for the year? His fourth or his fifth retirement? It is high. I do know that, so that's why I don't want to say three, but we will leave that here, say, for later. Anyway, um, what do we make of this? So, Renault, again, the engine failing in the Red Bull car. Are Renault doing this deliberately, or is Red Bull blowing this out of proportion? What do you think? Uh, like obviously, obviously the Red be doing it deliberately. Obviously, Red Bull have a lot of input on the car. So, how much of it is it Renault's fault, or how much is it Red Bull's fault? Well, what firstly, also this is his fourth retirement of the year. Um, as you were so saying, it is his fourth. I was yeah, right. it is his Bang. fourth. Um, right. Good prediction. Good prediction. Fantastic. Um, I don't think he'd be doing it on purpose. I mean, purposely ruining a car, like you know, like you don't do is that. It, is it really? Um, beyond F1 teams to do that though like is it really that why huge why would you waste all that money no what do you mean they're getting the money from Red Bull mm. I just don't think he would have done it on purpose maybe Red Bull are pulling it in that proportion like it's there's so many views on it and you know there's so many people who've got different opin- opinions and people are saying oh no I've got this person so I've got that person so it's pretty much everyone just split on it mm. um but yeah, I don't know. It's um, I think with the rest of the season playing out, I reckon it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, because you know we might we might see another retirement. We might see him pull something magical out of the bag and go, hey, you know, there it is. Where's you know where's my um, praise for this? Mm-hmm. And even though he is their golden boy, um, I think he's, I think he's just being a bit childish. Every now and then, mm. being that little like he's like, it's like Red Bull. It's like um, Christian Horn is his mum, and he's chucking a tantrum. Well, he did. He did. He did chuck a tantrum. Um, I, I, I don't know whether or not Renault are doing this on purpose, but as I said before, I wouldn't be surprised if they are. Like obviously, the um, what you call it? The oh, I just I just thought I forgot what I was saying. Um, damn it. Don't Come you hate on, that? Ben. Don't you hate that when you yeah, just completely lose transport? Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, obviously, yes, that's right. Obviously, Red Bull have a lot of input on the engine. Like, they put their own parts on it and whatnot. But still, the majority of it is supplied by Renault. So, I just I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to say they are, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are handing Red Bull dodgy engines and dodgy replacement parts and whatnot. Probably. I mean... wouldn't wouldn't shock me. me. I mean, it wouldn't surprise anyone, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Another talking point. From the race. Now, the Ferraris were quickest the whole weekend until the Saturday when it became wet in qualifying. And of course, it was hammer time because Lewis Hamilton polled. Start. Hammer time. Do, 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 
can't touch this. Anyway, so it's hammer time. Um, look, these are two races in a row now. The Ferrari had been the quicker car. And circumstances involving wet weather have caused them to not win the race. So, of course, for those who have short memories, at the Germany Grand Prix, Sebastian Vettel led from start to finish almost, though. He, what was it, a couple laps ago? Was it maybe 10 laps when the safety yeah. car came out? Yep. He just aquaplaned straight off and into the barrier. Quapow. Done. He Unlucky. Was in front, dominating the race. So, this one, they were quickest all weekend. Wets come. As Hamilton gets pole, stays in front. What's, what's the go with Ferrari from now? So, particularly with Vettel, I guess, as well, he's now a whopping, what is that? That is 99. Yeah, it was with 16 09, laps 24 to go. points. 16 laps. There 16 you go. laps. A fair bit of time. Two races in a row now, Ferrari. Yep. Have been quickest, but they haven't been able to. What do we think? Do, do, can they? What's happening? Like They've got to pull something in the we, we were thinking they were going to recover for this weekend, yeah. but they didn't. Like To their credit, they got a 2-3, but they still were the quickest car and didn't get the result they wanted. So I've got to pull something out of the bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 hard enough competing with this um, Mercedes engine and people, you know, of course they're just a great team altogether. But like you know, it's it's oh, well, it, it's hard to say because like they've been so superior over the last what five years, even more. Um, ben, yeah, even more for what, five, even more years. Mm. Um, and it's just, I think Ferrari, in a way, have been living in their shadow, in a way. But, like, the last couple of years have kind of been, you know, standing out and kind of been saying, hey, you know, we want to make a name for ourselves. Even, you know, you, you know what I mean, though, yeah? Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what they've got to do, but that's got to be amazing. Yeah. Because, you know, this, this run and this rolling um, winning streak that he's got, it's he can just keep going and going and going because he's just um he's in supreme form um i don't know i don't know what else to say it's just F- ferrari need to pull uh they need, a big, they need a big kick up the bum well we will obviously get into this in ambient season review yep. in the next segment but yeah, it, it is a little bit worrying that Ferrari have been the quickest car and haven't been able to get the results they wanted in the last two weeks, losing losing both the lead in the drivers' standings, of yep. course, with Vettel, and in the constructors' championships. Which so yeah, the whole thing was as well. Um, in the post qualifying interview with Hamilton, he was saying um, the Ferraris are always quicker at the start, so we need to build a wall. Mm. That was his quote before this Grand Prix. And they built the wall, and they're like, "We're not going to let him get a pa- get us past." Because he said, "If Vettel gets through the first corner in first, he'll That's win." It. He wins. And even it's interesting how Hamilton admits that. He's like, he knows that if he gets past the first corner in first, he'll win the race. And that's why I said we need to build that wall. We need to just be ultra defensive for the whole lap. Yeah. Because he's like, once I get fu- you know past the first lap in first, I'll win the race. Mm-hmm. He did that. He's backed it up, and he can't say anything else because a man who, you know, backs up his word obviously means business mm. and that is the case in Lewis Hamilton's case anyway do you have any other talking points from this race James Worth <sighs> I mean it's hungry there's nothing really special it's not like a special race it's not amazing it's um I'm the, I think I'm more excited about um, the next race which is in Belgium because Belgium's Spa. always a great yeah, it's, 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 it's fantastic it's always a great race I mean 
that that first hairpin corner mm. we've seen. Oh, what was it? Um, Maldonado. Yeah. Um, no Rouge. Yeah, and then going into uh, and then they were, what was it like? Um, I think it was like two or three years ago, and that he just like plowed through a car, and then Raikkonen's gone flying and landed upside down on another car. Yeah. Like that's gone down in history as one of like the greatest crash first corner crashes. Um, but yeah, no more talking points. Let's get straight stuck into. On that note into our mid-season review. Okay, so, of course, it is now the summer break, which means we do have only... How many races do we have left, James? We have Abu Dhabi. Yep. The, so, okay, we'll go through the remaining races. We've got Belgium. Yep. Italy. Yep. Singapore. Yep. Russia. Japan. Mm-hmm. United States of America. Mexico, Brazil, and Abu Dhabi. So that's pretty close. We have nine races yep. to go <clears throat> to conclude the season, which means there are heaps of points on offer. So let's that's go a, that's through. a long break, man. It's a massive break. It is a huge break. I it mean, is, it, is it three? It's, th- it's essentially It's almost a, month. a whole month. It's essentially a month. It's, yeah. it's, it's three weeks, and I think it is. But it's 26th of August, where they're back. Yeah. So it's essentially a month off, which is a massive break in F1 speaking Let's have a look at the standings for each of the drivers and the constructors, and let's get your view. So, in the driver standings at the moment, it is Lewis Hamilton who leads in first place for Mercedes on 213 points. He is 24 points ahead of the Ferrari of Sebastian Vettel, who's on 189, who is also ahead of his teammate by 43 points. It is Kimi Raikkonen in third with 146, rounding out. The major drivers who are all over 100 points and in the top six, Valtteri Bottas of Mercedes is on 132 points. Daniel Ricciardo of Red Bull, 118. Max Verstappen also from Red Bull, 105. In the, I guess you can also, we, we may as well look at the best of the rest. And at the moment, it is Nico Hulkenberg. Renault on 52 points. He's ahead by seven points of his nearest rival, which mm-hmm. is the Haas of Kevin Magnussen. Now, to the constructor standings. Mercedes lead Ferrari by 10 points. They are on 345. Ferrari, 335. Red Bull are in third on 223. And the best of the rest is Renault with 82 points. Now, I've got some questions for you, James. Yes. Which, uh, who has exceeded your expectations, both team and driver? Driver, uh, Charles Leclerc, 110%. Um, he's put in some blinding, blinding races um, and certainly caused a tension in the world of F1. Um, I wouldn't say, like, exceeded expectations, but has put in a good, a good performance in the last... Um, couple races would be Roman Grosjean he's um he's pulled his finger out and he said you know if I want to keep this job I've got to you know race kind of well and what did he come fourth when no was it fourth or fifth um in Hockenham uh yeah it was Hockenham ring was it fourth I got a feeling it was fourth I I think it was fourth Mm. um uh Oh, mate, I'll, I need to get this up because it's, this is going to pain me for the rest of the whole show. Um, hang on, let's... Right, Germany. Um, where did he finish? He finished sixth. There you go. So that was a good result for him. Fantastic. Um, but, oh, look, uh, car-wise, I'm going to say... Hmm, it's tough. Either Force India, because they've, you know, they've, they've been okay... Or um, Renault, because Renault and Force India are basically the same, and yep. they're the best middle-class teams um, this season, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I just remembered a talking point that we forgot to mention, speaking of oh, Force God. India. Remember Force India? 
Yeah, what's Force India? Yeah, yeah, Force yeah. India. Um, do we want to talk about it now, or it's up to you? Right, we'll, we'll continue our mid-season review anyway. Uh, we'll talk about the end of the show. So, of course, for those that don't know, Sports uh, Force India they went to administration. Uh, they we'll, we may as well talk about it now. They're looking for a new owner uh, to save the team. They're in dire straits. They're in dire straits. I think that we'll leave it on that. But it's another end of story. We'll talk about it during our summer break show whenever we have that. But anyway, yeah. for me. Uh, who's exceeded expectations in terms of drivers I do agree with you it has been uh, Charles Leclerc but also mind you it's probably the consistency of Nico Hulkenberg who of course mm. is in the best of the rest he has he's got the longest streak I don't know how many races it is I know it's over 100 um, for ra- uh, F1 races without a win so hopefully he does break the duck very soon but oh, I just has he ever won a race? no Unfortunately. Now, for team, for me, who has exceeded expectations, I'm going to say it has been... It's it's the two two teams who have... Two of the three teams who have the Ferrari name in it. And it is Ferrari themselves and it's Sauber. Now, the reason why I say Ferrari is because I didn't think they were going to be this consistent. This really? Season. No, I didn't think. I thought Mercedes were still going to be the most dominant force. I didn't think Ferrari at this point of the season would be so consistent and still competing and proving to be quicker than the Mercedes car itself. So that's for me. They've that's they've exceeded the expectations. And then Sauber. Now, yes, they are second last, but they are producing consistently good results. They are getting their drivers inside the top ten. Of course, Kevin Magnussen. Oh, sorry, not Magnussen. Um, Marcus Ericsson has been a little bit disappointing this season, but Charles Leclerc. Absolutely fantastic. They keep getting their cars, not con- like every single race, but they will on a consistent basis game in the top 10. And it's been good. So for me, Sauber have exceeded expectation. Um, and yeah, obviously they're second last, but I still think they have. I still think they have had a very good season. All right. Who has been disappointing, both driver and team-wise? Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to pick from. Um me, the most disappointing team would have to be Williams. Oh, one hundred percent, without a doubt. But like driver-wise, it's a mix. I mean, I, I could I could pick up you know at I'd least five of them and just chuck them in that basket. Lance Stroll, Lance Stroll, Sergei Sorotkin. Well, I don't think Sorotkin's a disappointment, really. Since he was never nothing when exactly. he came here. So I think it's Lance Stroll. <laughs> yep. Uh, Roman Grosjean. Correct. And Carlos Sainz. I was about to say the exact same thing. Those are the three drivers who have been disappointing for me. Yep. Um, same as me, but Brent, uh, Marcus Ericsson. Yes, him as well. Um, He's been very particularly disappointing as well. Um, and, and Brendan Hartley. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. Yep. That's pretty quick for the side. Done. We don't like being negative. No. Now, what are your predictions for the rest of the season? Who finishes <sighs> first in the driver standings? And who takes out the constructors, James? I'm still hopeful that Veda will get this. I'm just praying. Who takes it? Give us a definitive answer. Vettel. Team for constructors? Uh, Mercedes. I've got Vettel winning it. Now, interesting to know, whoever's won the Hungarian Grand Prix since 2004 have not gone on to win the championship. Really? Yes. What a stat. That's a massive stat. That's stat of the... Mate, that's bloody stat of the year. I'm surprised you didn't realise that. So, I think Sebastian Vettel wins the championship. Booyah. Keeps that streak alive. Get around it. And I think Ferrari... They will take the constructors. Okay. How many yes. points are they behind? Only 10 points. That's absolutely nothing. Okay. They will catch up, I think. Okay. Anyway, um, and then in terms of the other drivers, who do you have finishing the best of the rest outside 
of the big three teams of Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull. Bull. Hulkenberg. Does Hulkenberg stay there? Hulkenberg stays there 100%. 100%. I mean, he... um, he needs a, he needs just to be consistent because this this streak he's got going is bloody good, and if he yep. loses it, he won't get it back. Mm. We've um, if you've noticed in previous seasons when he's had good streaks and he's got a fourth, um, consistently, consistently, he's, you know, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth, that sort of stuff, and he just stays there no matter what. But then when he then when he gets a DNF or he gets you know um, a tenth or lower. Mm. His form just plummets. And you know what it is? It's just morale. It's 100% morale because he knows that he's good and he's got that confidence when he's driving really well. But when he doesn't drive well, all his confidence is just lost. And he's like, I need to get this confidence back. But then it takes two to three races. And if you've only got two to three races left in the season, you're pretty stuffed. Mm. Um, yeah, I hope, fingers crossed, he, um, he stays there. I reckon it is going to be um, Hulkenberg. At this stage, it is hard to go by him. He is very consistent, as you did say. But I wouldn't be surprised if, this is a big call, it's a massive call, Fernando Alonso does it. Really? Yeah. Really? I wouldn't be surprised if it's Fernando. He's my second pick. He's my smokey because he consistently drives that crap car around the track and puts him in points position. So... It would be very interesting to see if Fernando Alonso can do so, but I'm not sure if he can. I'm just excited for um, the Q3 podcast season two because it's gonna it's, it's gonna be interesting because in the summer we're just gonna in, in our summer, which is in December, December to, Jan- to February, to February um, it's gonna be interesting to see where all the transfers are going yeah. and this and that, and like we'll be on top of this because like transfers are like the best thing to happen mm. in any sport. It's just like. Oh, when they're gonna announce it? When they're gonna announce it? Like, is it gonna happen? Then you see like confirmed reports on like Facebook and like transferred yeah. um, data and that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, I just need to know if it's confirmed. Yeah. Meow. On that note, we're gonna conclude this edition of the Q3 podcast. That was really quick. That was episode 13. Uh, the reason why is so we can have some more content to talk next week. Booyah. We'll be talking either next week or in a fortnight's time. Maybe, yep. more, actually, more likely it'll be a fortnight's time because we will give you the rundown on what is going on in the F1 world. If something big does happen, though, we will in be this on week, it. we'll be on next week. But until yeah. in a fortnight's time, we'll see you then. James, it's been a pleasure. As always. Thank you. And, of course, until in a fortnight time, unless there is something big that happens next <laughs> week, we'll see you at the front of the grid. Meow.